When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening, my friends, and welcome to Terror Radio Podcast, where we're dedicated to bringing you the best of horror and suspense old-time radio broadcasts, as well as original stories. I'm your host, Keith, aka the radio show nerd, dealing with a cold. So I apologize now if you hear a cough or if I start sounding like uh, Wolfman Jack. Wow, Wolfman Jack. Well, I just aged myself. It's Halloween season. Yes. Can you tell I'm excited? I love Halloween. And I have so many eerie stories I can't wait to share with you throughout this entire month. I entitled this episode, The Countdown Begins. 26 more days until All Hallows Eve, better known as Halloween. And with that said... This is Terror Radio. Tonight, I'm going to give you guys a double dose of the hugely popular horror radio program and, you guessed it, my favorite, Lights Out. On my second episode, Turn Down the Lights, I featured the Lights Out radio play Revolt of the Worms and delved into the background of the series, but I'll still give a quick history of the show. Lights Out began on January 3rd, 1934 and ended in the summer of 1947. It was created by writer Willis Cooper who departed in 1936 and was replaced by Arch Obler who I feel is the precursor to writers like Ray Ray Bradbury and Rod Serling. Now although Cooper who Obler always referred to as the unsung pioneer of radio dramatic techniques was the creator of the series and went on to produce other highly acclaimed radio programs like Quiet Please. His tenure with Lights Out mm, is largely ignored and Obler is the one who is heavily associated with the show. Now I think that's because Obler was, uh, was much younger than Cooper so he had a whole different outlook when he came to writing radio scripts and he seemed to be much more willing to push the envelope and create controversy. In fact, the first show he ever wrote, Burial Service, which was about a paralyzed girl who was buried alive, received a ton of backlash. Now, I also think another difference is in the earlier shows, they seem to be much more psychological with a slow burn type of feel. But during Obler's era, the show seemed to be more focused on the macabre and the sound effects were extremely graphic. Our first play is entitled Poltergeist and it first aired on December 16th, 1936. Our second play is called Vaus Triest and that was first broadcasted on March 30th, 1938 and it stars the well-known entertainer Dinah Shore. I think you guys are going to enjoy these two. And um, I'm going to let these run simultaneously without any interruptions. So, sit back, turn down the lights, and enjoy Poltergeist, followed by Vaus Trees. Ironized Yeast presents Lights out, everybody. It is later than you think. This 
This is Arch Obler bringing you another in our series of stories of the unusual. And once again, we caution you. These lights-out stories are definitely not for the timid soul. So we tell you calmly and very sincerely, if you frighten easily, turn off your radio now. But if you're fascinated by the mysterious, the fantastic, the unearthly, then anticipate chills in our story of Poltergeist. Hey, <laughs> that was swell. Now let's go to town. St. Louis woman with her diamond ring kicking that man oh, around. No. no, stop that, Kay. What's the matter? Am I scaring the horse? Oh, it seems like a sacrilege singing a song like that out here. This beautiful, clean snow and blue sky. Well, what's wrong with a hot song to keep us warm? If you think the St. Louis blues is going to dirty up the snow, you ought to hear Frankie and Johnny the way I sing it. Oh, stop it, Kay. You're not funny at all. Why can't you enjoy the fresh air without that cabaret sort of thing? Oh, just an old-fashioned gal, eh, Florence? How about you, Edna? Don't you like my songs either? You haven't said anything for the last five minutes. Well, I, I haven't been listening to you to tell the truth. I love to watch the snow sort of... Blow along under the sleigh. When you say that, gal, smile. Gosh, did you ever see more snow in your life? The man at the hotel said it had been snowing on and off up here for two weeks. I think coming out here to the country is the best thing we three have done since we started rooming together. Hiking in the snow is terribly healthy. Yeah, that's what I'm afraid of. The healthier I get, the worse I feel. <laughs> Crazy idiot. She does say the funniest things, doesn't she? I always say that Kay ought to... Hallelujah, we're here. Is this as far as we go, driver? That's right, miss. Can't go no further down this road account of the drift. Oh, my goodness. The drifts are too deep for a horse. How can we walk through them? I second the motion. Well, you young ladies don't have to worry none so long as you keep going down the valley over there. Snow ain't piled up that way all the way to Ma Jenkins. Oh, well, that's marvelous. Come on, girls. Let's get started. So long. Take care of yourselves, girls. Come on, Ed. Goodbye, Miss Montel. Listen to the snow talking at us. It's very dry snow. Our feet rub particles of it together, and the friction makes a sound. It's kind of scary, isn't it? Why? Well, I don't know. It's just Mm. as if the snow was sort of trying to talk to Mm. us. I mean, as if it was angry at our trespassing. Hey, don't tell me we're trespassing. I don't want any country squire taking any pot shots at my uh, constitutional amendment with rock salt. No, thank you. Oh, don't talk nonsense, Kay. We're not trespassing. Why, this path through the valley here over to Mrs. Jenkins' house is the favorite hike of everyone who comes up this way during the winter. What's Mrs. Jenkins got anyway that makes people walk their feet off? <laughs> Wait till you taste her cooking. Eat. Oh, boy, let's go. It's awfully quiet out here, isn't it? Oh, that's the glory of it. I've had the roar of the subway in my ears so long. Okay, don't walk so fast. Come on, look what I found. Oh, come on, Edna. Oh, please, let me take your arm. I'm getting out of breath. Well, take it easy. There's no hurry. (sighs) Well, what is it, Kay? Look, through the circle of trees here. Look what I discovered. Well, isn't that interesting? It's a sort of a natural amphitheater. Sure. Say, who was this guy, Daniel Boone? What's an amphitheater? Well, that, that means an oval circling place with rising tiers of seats. It's, you know, like that place we went to for the horse show. Oh. Back in the times of the Greeks, they had outdoor theaters. Listen and, to the professor. And they made use of places just like this where the ground sloped up and made a sort of a natural arena or stage below. Theater. That's an idea. Sit down, gals, and I'll give you a special performance of the K Follies. It's awful snowy here, isn't it? I'll trample it down with my spring dance. Welcome, sweet spring. <laughs> Isn't she a nut dancing in the snow? If I had that girl's energy. She's really grateful, isn't she? I'll bet if she went on the stage, she'd... Kay! She Kay! Kay, did you hurt yourself? Oh, did I land on my dignity. Here, give me a hand. Here, I'll help you. There you are. Oh, did I take a flop. Did you hurt yourself badly? I'll live. What in the world did I trip over? Oh, no wonder. 
Look at that rock under the snow. No wonder I did a nosedive. Oh, my goodness. There are rocks like that all over. A person could break their neck if they... Girls! What's the matter? What is it? Kay, the rock you tripped over. It... It's not a rock. What are you talking about? Of course it's a rock. Well, yes, but it's something... Something more than that. It's a tombstone. Tombstone? Oh, no, it it can't be. Look for yourself. It says, Here lies buried the remains of one who, restless in life... Stop! Don't read anymore. Stop! And and all these other stones laying flat on the ground. They're tombstones, too? Yes. Whew! What a place to pick to dance. What's the matter, Edna? What did you scream for? Kay, you... You danced on the grave. What? You danced on the grave. I saw you. I saw you do it. You danced on the grave. Okay. Edna, stop it. Stop it. Oh, what's come into her? Edna, stop acting Edna, like stop, that. for heaven's sake. Control yourself. Okay. Okay, I'm so sorry for you. You danced on a grave. For heaven's sake, stop talking like that. Sure, I danced on a grave. Well, yes, of course she did. It was perfectly accidental. And what if it wasn't? What of it? The poltergeist. The what? Edna Hanson, what are you talking about? What's that word you just used? Okay, what have you done? You superstitious little fool. If you don't stop talking that way, I'm going to slap your face. What's the matter with you? I didn't do anything. You walked on the grave. You danced on the grave. Edna, be sensible. We all walked on graves, but it was purely accidental. Yeah. We had no intention of desecrating them. It doesn't matter, I tell you. It doesn't matter. The poltergeist. He'll come. I know he will. Oh, what the you? She's crazy. Edna, what are you talking about? What's the poltergeist? What are you so frightened about? My father. He told me, if you walk on a grave, if you dance on a grave, the poltergeist. Poltergeist what? What is a poltergeist? An evil spirit. It comes out of the grave. It kills. It destroys. It'll kill us. It'll kill us all. Stop it. It throws things out. Oh, please. Lay off that way. But it won't get me. Edna, come back here. She's gone insane. I'll get her. Okay, catch her. Edna. Edna, don't run away. Nothing will hurt you. Nothing. Oh, Edna, look out. What happened? That stone. It hit Edna. Edna. Edna, open your eyes. Blood. Blood all over her face. Kay, who threw that stone? Who threw it? I don't know. It came from the graveyard. And you're sure that his skull isn't fractured? Oh, absolutely not. Maybe a little concussion, that's all. Well, it's almost five. Our train. Can we get someone to help us carry her down to the station so we can get her on board? Board? I'm telling you, that little friend of yours shouldn't be moved out of bed for a week. If you do, well, it might be just too bad. Oh, Flo, what'll we do? Uh, You go home, Kay. I'll stay with her. Oh, no, you won't. I'm not leaving you here alone in this godforsaken place. If you stay, I stay too. Kay, please be sensible. Why should we all lose our jobs when you... If you'll excuse me, you ladies, I've got to be on my way. Oh, yes, of course, Doctor. Is there anything more you can do for Edna, Doctor? Any medicine or something? No, I've done all I can do. She's sleeping comfortable now. Uh, Miss? Yes, Doctor? The constable's sick too, you know, and he's sort of depending on me to keep things straight. Now, uh... Just how did you say that little friend of yours got hurt? Well, it it was just the way we explained, Doctor. That rock came flying and... Yes, yes, I know, but who threw the rock? We... we don't know. What? That's true, Doctor. We don't know. But somebody threw it. You can't change facts. Somebody threw the rock that cracked her head. For heaven's sakes, old man, you don't think we did it. No, miss, I didn't. excited. Doctor, you've got to believe us. It happened just the way we said All at once, that rock came flying through the air from the direction of the graveyard. It struck Edna, and and we just didn't see who threw it. All right, if that's your story. Well, you better stay in your rooms here. I mean, you better not be leaving until the constable's on his feet and has a chance to talk with you. I'll be back in a few hours and see how the girl is. He doesn't believe us. What difference does it make? We know what we saw. But what did we see? 
She was running. She she fell. Okay. Well, let's not fool ourselves. There was no one there to throw that rock. There must have been. But there wasn't. Stop saying that. Aren't you brave enough to face facts? There wasn't any place for anyone to hide. I saw that stone. It seemed to come down out of the air. So slowly. Florence, if you don't stop talking like that... I remember what... What Edna said? It throws things. Stop looking at me like that. You're giving me the jitters. She said the poltergeist throws things. Spirit of evil. Florence, Rob, have you gone crazy too? Why should we laugh at things like that? What right have we got to laugh? How do we know there aren't powers we can't see or understand? Powers of evil that revenge and insult just like an evil man... Kay, how do we know? What are you talking like that for? What are you trying to scare me for? You, you're supposed to be the most intelligent one of us all. You with your college degrees. Sure, sure, I danced on the grave. But the dead are dead and they can't revenge a thing. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of anything. I tell you, it's not... What? It's Edna. Come on. Edna, we're coming to you. Don't be afraid. We're coming. Open the door, Florence. It's not locked. Don't get woke Here, let me. Edna, what is it? decent place, and I don't want you... <gasps> oh. The girl on the bed. Her head. It's crushed flat in by a rock. God in heaven. It's not a rock. It's a tombstone. I wish I could cry, but I haven't got any more tears. Oh, Edna. Edna. Florence, darling, please. You'll kill yourself if you keep on like that. Oh, this horrible night would only end. It was my fault. Mine. I was the one who got her out here. She didn't want to go. She hates the country. But I made her come. I made her. No. No, you're not the one to blame. I am. I danced on the grave. But she was so good. So sweet. Oh, why does it have to be Edna? Why? You're right. It wasn't right for it to be her, was it? Oh, no. I did it, not her. I did it. I danced on the grave. I danced on the grave. You can't deny what you see with your own eyes. But I tell you, Doc, nobody could have carried that tombstone up the steps without me seeing him, could they? But there it is, ain't it? Yeah. There it is. Either somebody's playing a terrible joke or... You don't have to say it, Doc. I know. That's just the trouble. You don't know, and I don't know, and nobody knows. Yeah. And and that tombstone. Well, what about the tombstone? I I ain't quite sure, but that's a tombstone out of the old burying grounds up at the bend. You're crazy. No, I ain't either. Well, that place is a good three miles from here. Yeah. I know. Who could have carted a heavy stone like that for three miles? Yeah. Who? Stop looking like that, you flap-eared old fool. Human hands carried that stone in here and killed that girl? Sure. Yeah, the constable will find out who did it the minute he's on his feet again. You wait and see. No, he won't, Doc. You're smarter than me and all that, but... No, this time you're wrong. 
There ain't nobody that takes in breath and leaves out breath like you and me. Or the constable's going to find out who killed that girl. You know that, Doc. Oh, stop talking. I wish the constable was here and this night was over. It's been a terrible night. Terrible. Terrible clock. Ticking. Ticking. Yeah, I know. I've been sitting here listening to it. I can't stand it anymore. I'll stop it. Why bother with it? Come on to bed, Kay. Please. There's no use sitting there. It won't help her. Yeah. Nothing can help her. But maybe I can help you. Me? It was my fault. Mine. I was the reason it happened. It killed her, and it'll kill you and me, too, unless I stop. No, don't say that. It's true. But why should you be hurt? I'm to blame, not you. Listen, Flo. I'll go out there. There? Out there to the graveyard. What? I'll talk to her. Can I'll, I'll tell her I didn't mean to do it. No. But I didn't know where I was dancing. Maybe somehow it'll hear, listen to me, and... And then it won't hurt oh, you. Oh, no, no. I won't let you go out there. It'll kill but you. Florence. It'll kill you, too. Oh, no, no. I'll hold you. You can't go. You can't. All right. Come on to bed, Kay, please. In the morning, in the morning, things will be different. But it won't. Nothing will hurt us. And then they're right outside the door. They won't let anything get at us. Oh, please, Kay, please come to bed. Yeah. We'll, we'll pray pray. I... I don't exactly know how. Just say anything. Anything. Like this. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Now you... If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Kay? Kay, are you asleep? I can't sleep anymore. Kay, tomorrow, I mean, when it gets light and everything, do you think people will believe us? Do you think so, Kay? I'm not quite sure what happened. I always used to be so sure about things. And now I... Kay? Kay, where are you? Kay, where... The window. She went out the window. She's gone out there. To the graveyard. To talk to it. Okay, why did you go? Why did you go? I'll go out there, too. Well, she'll be so frightened out there alone. I'll go, too. I'll go, too. Oh, so cold. My hands. Snow so sharp. Cutting my legs. Oh, why did you go out there, Kay? Why did you... I've got to find you. The wind. Oh, why doesn't the wind stop? Blow, blow, thou winter wind. Thou art not so unkind as... <laughs> oh, I've got to find you, kid. I've got to find you. It's snowing. I love snow. Edna didn't like snow. Where are you, Kay? Where are you? I lost my way. I lost the road. Where are you, Kay? Kay, where are Help her, Kay. We can't help Edna. 
But I'm coming to help you, Kay. I'm coming. I'm coming. Yes, I hear you. I hear you. I'm coming, darling. I'm coming to help. I'm coming to help you. I'm coming. I'm coming. I hear you. I hear you calling my name. I hear you. Yes. This way, Hooper. They must have come this way. Uh, climbing out the window like that in the middle of the night. They must have gone crazy, the both of them. Well, let's not worry about that now. We've got to find them. Here, give me that lantern. What is it, Doc? What have you found? A shoe. One of the girl's shoes. My gosh, stuck in the snow. We're going the right way. Come on, move fast. We've got to get to them. Doc, look at this. What is it? Over there. Ain't these footprints? Yes. Yes. Yes, that's right. Footprints. Hello, up ahead. Hello. Doc, we're... We're getting pretty close to the old burying grounds. Well? Maybe... Oh, look here, Doc. Let's not be fools. Let's wait till morning. What? Let those frightened girls freeze to death? Get along. But, Doc, I... You come with me or the whole town will know what a yellow-livered no-good you are. All right. All right. You don't have to get so sore, Doc. Hello? Hello? Anybody up there? Hello? Doc. Doc, look. What? There they are. Up ahead. Glory be, they're alive. The both of them. Come on. Doc. Doc. Look at them. That's the burying ground up there. And they're dancing. Dancing on the graves. But they must be out of their heads. Come on. We've got to stop. Doc. Doc, wait for me. Oh, Doc, it's... It's dark again. Where are they, Doc? Where are the girls? Have they... Have they stopped dancing? Yes. Huh? They've stopped dancing. Did... Did they ever dance? What are you talking about, Doc? We saw them. We saw them dancing in this place with our own eyes. Did we? The moonlight. Here it comes again. See with your eyes again. <gasps> oh, no. Both of the girls froze stiff to the ground. Each with her head crushed by a tombstone. telling us, me, whether there actually are such things as poltergeists? All I can tell you is this. There are authenticated records in existence that, in the city of London on the 27th day of April, 1872, from four in the afternoon on a Thursday until half past eleven at night, a certain room in a certain house was deluged by stones thrown from no apparent source. The London police surrounded the house they found no trace of whoever or whatever was throwing those stones with a murderous violence. I, uh, I see. So much for poltergeist. But what about next week? Well, anything can happen, but uh, specifically next week, Mangara. A strange title and a strange story. 
a power of suggestion. The dictators have shown us to what evil purposes that power can be used. Well, next week, a man who... Uh, <laughs> but that, as usual, is next week. Yes. Lights Out, written and directed by Arch Obler, will come to you again next Tuesday at the same time. Be sure to listen for the amazing story of Mungara. It is later than you think. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Ironized Yeast presents Lights Out. Everybody. It is later than you think. Lights Out brings you stories of the supernatural and the supernormal, dramatizing the fantasies and the mysteries of the unknown. We tell you this frankly. So if you wish to avoid the excitement and tension of these imaginative plays, we urge you calmly but sincerely to turn off your radio now. My name, Arch Obler. Tonight, another in our series of tales of the weird and the unusual. And this one is really unusual. It's about that little god of chance, the one who flips a coin and makes us rich men or beggar men. But before we start, Frank Martin has something to say to you. And I'd like to suggest, friends, that success isn't all a matter of luck or chance. No, success depends largely on you yourself. You can't hope to get ahead if you're miserably thin and tired and nervous. But you needn't necessarily go on feeling that way. If your trouble is vitamin B and iron shortage, then take ironized yeast tablets. They give you both vitamin B and iron. Thus, when you need them, help two ways to build you up. Help two ways to restore strength and pep. Men and women but the thousands who only needed more vitamin B and iron say, thanks to ironized yeast, they've gained new vigor, new weight and strength, often in a few weeks. That's right. Ironized yeast tablets. All druggists have them. And now, lights out. Everybody. <laughs> say the world is planned, I say the world is chance. Sailing, sailing over the bounding main. Cut it out, Laura. Cut it out. You're rocking the boat. Babe, babe, this is really fun. Will you quit doing the big apple? This ain't Roxy. This is a canoe. Smell that air. Isn't it just terrific? Yeah, there's too much of it. Dottie Nelson, don't you talk that way. You know, mighty well we came out here to get healthy. All right, all right, so I'll get healthy even if it kills me. <laughs> sure was a funny way to pick out a place to go on a vacation, wasn't it? Eeny, meeny, miny, moe. Yeah, and this place was mo. <laughs> well, what if we picked out Alaska or Cicero or someplace like that? At least this way Oh, we... Dottie, look. Look at what? On the shore over there, all those big flowers. Flowers? Oh, for Pete's sake, the way you were wiggling, I thought it was Indian. Come on, let's go pick them. Okay, by me, as long as you do the paddling. Hey, look out, Girl Scout, you're driving over the curve. Land ho! Oh, hey, you tear the bottom out of this battleship and we'll have to pay for it. Oh, I didn't hurt it. Come on, get out and help me pick these poses. All right, all right. As long as there's no keep-off-the-grass signs. Dottie Nelson, will you get it through that head of yours if this ain't Central Park? This is honest-to-gosh wilderness. Says you. Make mine vanilla with onions. Aren't they just the loveliest flowers you ever saw? Two bits were right in the middle of some poison ivy. Hey, hey, look. What? The boat, it's drifting off. Well, catch it, quick. What do you mean, catch it? I can't swim. Dot, do something. Do something. 
Susan, don't just stand don't there. Don't you yell at me. You're the one to blame. You should have pulled the boat higher out of the water. Oh, Dad, what'll we do? They'll make us pay for well, it. Who cares about the boat? I'm worried about us. Us? Yes. How are we going to get back to that camp? Well, we can walk. Oh, you sure must have strained your brain thinking up that one. Oh, you needn't get so fresh about it. You certainly don't think all I wanted right, the boat. All right, all right. Let's hang up the boxing gloves and get out of here. Dad. Huh? How dark it's getting. So what? Why is it getting so dark? Listen, lame brain. I may be just a hillbilly from 10th Avenue, but I know clouds when I see them. So they're clouds, you know. Clouds, rain, remember? Uh, I'm scared. Oh, what have you got to be scared about all of a sudden? Come on, come on. I'll get you back to camp. No. Wait, Doc. Huh? That's not the way. we got to go the other way. Listen, lame brain, I'll do the path finding. But you're wrong. You're all mixed up. It's the other way. Is that a path or isn't it? But there's a path going the other way. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Well, what'll we do? You go one way and I'll go the other. Oh, no, we won't. I'm scared. We'll stick together. Okay, we'll flip for it as usual. I had a nickel. Oh, yeah, here it is. Heads, we take the right-hand path. Tails, we take the left-hand path. All right. Okay, call it. Heads. Oh, heads it is. Okay, Girl Scout, lead the way. No, no, you, you go first. Okay, but if this path leads us up, up to the middle of nowhere, so help me, I'm going to pull you apart like a herring. So dark. Keep moving, keep moving. Wait, Dot. Well, what's the matter now? Some more posing. Listen. You hear it? Help me a fiddle. I told you we were heading the right Will way. You turn over that I told you so record and keep moving. I'm hungry. Keep moving. All right. Keep moving. Okay. Well, this must be the front door of the joint. What's that? How funny. Oh, what's funny now? That's pretty music. The place hasn't any windows. The door's all I care about. Think we ought to disturb whoever's playing? Disturb is right one side, Lady Gwendolyn. I'll do the knocking. Doesn't seem to hear us. You'll hear me. There, that did it. It's, it's awful thrilling, isn't it? Okay, you do the thrilling and you'll do the paying if they can't find that boat. Of all the junk. How do you do? Oh, how do you do? We're sorry to bust in like this. Well, we sort of lost our way. I mean, our boat, and we thought maybe you could tell us... Of course, of course. Won't you step in? I'm more than glad to see you. Well, Of course we will. Come on, Dot. Okay. It's going to rain. Yeah, we found that out. We certainly were lucky to find this place. We heard you playing the violin. Now, did you really? If you'll step this way. Oh, Dot. Isn't he the strangest man? Yeah. Turned his face away. He must be terribly ugly. Oh, forget it. Go on, keep open. If you'll step in here, I have a small fire going. Kind of dark. Yeah. If you'll do me the honor of being seated. All right. Oh, boy, what a chair. Yes, it's most comfortable. Now, if I might be permitted to introduce myself. I'm John Boyd. I'm pleased to meet you, Mr. Boyd. I'm Laura, and she's Dottie. Don't believe me, mister. It's a pleasure. Do my dogs hurt? May I sit and talk with you? There's so very much to talk about. Well, we should be getting back to camp. Oh, we got plenty of time. Anyway, mister, you don't know what a lifesaver you were. Was I? Really? (laughs) Anything gets Laura scared is to be in the dark. All those rain clouds. Then I must apologize for not having more light here. You see, my eyes... Oh, that's all right, mister. Uh... Boy. <laughs> I never could remember names. I I guess I don't really mind it being dark in here. It's sort of like a nice tea room. <laughs> really? I don't mind her, Mr. Boyd. She was hit on the head by a bowling ball when very young. Oh, Ned, die. Can you listen to that wind? The storm will come in just a few more moments. Oh, isn't it the willies? Is... Your wife home, Mr. Boyd? I'm quite alone. Sure must get lonely out here. It was. Very lonely. Getting awful dark in here, isn't it? The storm... (gasps) Don't be alarmed. A door banging in the wind. If you'll excuse me for just a moment, I'll fix it. Okay. Okay. Dad. 
Let's get out of here. Why? You're scared, too, huh? Oh, I'm not scared. You look so funny and shadowy in the dark. Dad. Huh? What's that funny smell? Yeah. I noticed it. Like medicine. He walks and holds his head so funny. Hang on. Now, why does he keep away from the light of the fire? Let's get out of here. Yeah, okay. We'll make a run for it before the rain starts. Okay. I suggest you stay. <sighs> Yes, I suggest you stay. Come on, Dot. You'd better stay, my dear. The storm, it's close at hand. Yeah? Well, something tells me I'd rather be out there than in here. Me too. Well, I'll be seeing you. Come on, Laura. Okay. Mister? Yes? Yeah? Mister, the door's locked. I know it. You know it? Hey, listen. What's the big idea of locking that door on us? You let us out of here, mister. Mr. Boyd or whatever your name is. Didn't you hear me? What's the big idea of locking the door? I have some very interesting things to talk about with both of you. We, we want to get out of here. Come on, come on. Unlock the door. We'll scream our heads off. There's no one around for 15 miles. Are you going to open that door? I suggest you sit down. Give us that key. Now open that door. I tell you. Dot. Why did you? Sorry, I had to do that. I'm really a very gentle man. <laughs> oh, now, darling, please don't cry. I'm scared. Please stop crying. Please. I think we'll understand each other quite clearly now, won't we? Sit down. Sit down, the both of you. Sit down, I say. There. Now that we understand each other so clearly, we can talk with each other quietly now, can't we? You know, I dislike loud talking intensely. You see, I'm really a very gentle man. Please, Dot, don't cry anymore. That's excellent advice, my dear Laura, excellent advice. Dotty, I suggest you stop crying. Dot, please, do as he says. I... All right. Of course, you're quite all right. Now, where was I? Oh, yes. Let me tell you of chance. Here I was, a quiet, contented man, sitting here all alone, and yet I was not quite content. Chance brought you here to me, and chance found me quite discontented. As a man of thorough sameness, as a man of infinite realism, I realized that this fortuitous circumstance of our meeting, chanceful as it might have been, is a welcome opportunity for me. Opportunity? For what? To feel my loneliness permanently. To get myself a wife. Wife? God. He is crazy. I suggest, my dear Laura, that you substitute another word, a kindlier one than the one you're using. Oh. Yes, I said, a wife. Laura, oh, we wouldn't make good wives. Honestly, we wouldn't. We're just a couple of kids, aren't we, Dad? We, we may call for a hardball, but... Oh, mister, have a heart, will you? Open the door and let us out of here. We'll keep our mouth shut. I swear we will. Mr. Boyd, please. Please, please. Mr. Boyd, will you... Have you quite finished? Then here's my answer. One of you becomes my bride. Oh, yes, my bride. I'm leaving this place shortly. When we reach our destination, one of you will become my wife. Oh, very legally. One... Us. I marry only one. Then what about the other? To the ordinary man, that would be quite a problem now, wouldn't it? But to me, well, I told you I'm a realist, so the answer is quite simple. I marry one, and the other... The other? The other dies. Ladies and gentlemen, two girls apparently are forced to decide between the being who calls himself a gentle man and death. A most difficult choice to make. But before it takes place in tonight's exciting lights-out tale, a deep breath to slow up at least my racing pulse and a moment more to consider another matter before we return to the story of Voss Triest. It's a matter that's facing many in American today. Listen. Gosh, they say I'm too old to fight, and it's beginning to look like I'm even too old for this war job of mine. Why well, can't eat or sleep? I'm losing weight, getting more jittery and worn out every day. 
I sure am discouraged. Whoa there. Don't be so quick to blame your age or your job. Maybe you simply need more vitamin B and iron. You see, when you don't get enough vitamin B from your meals, you may lose your appetite, not eat enough to maintain normal weight and strength. And when you don't get enough iron from your food, you may be weak and washed out, feel only half alive. Well, if I do need more vitamin B and iron, how can I get them? The easiest way I know is take ironized yeast tablets. These pleasant little tablets are a cinch to use. They cost but a few pennies a day, and they give you both vitamin B and iron. That's why ironized yeast tablets have worked such wonders for thousands who only needed more of these substances. Quickly help them regain their old-time pep and strength, and five, ten, even more pounds of good new flesh. So try ironized yeast tablets. If more vitamin B and iron is what you need, then see if soon you aren't saying, Who said I'm a has-been? Why, I've got pep to burn these days. I look like a new man with the pounds I've gained, and a promotion wouldn't surprise me one bit. Why didn't somebody tell me about ironized yeast tablets sooner? And now back to Lights Out. The two girls have heard the choice. One is to live, and one is to die. And their hysteria has grown with the terror in them. Are you quite through, my dear? How unfortunate. And after I told you how much I disliked loud talking. Don't hurt him, please. Hurt you? Oh, haven't I told you? I'm really a very gentle man. Oh, yes, much too gentle. What? What are you going to do? Now, why do you ask that? The way, the way you look at it. I'm trying to decide which one shall live and which one shall die. You wouldn't kill us? Oh, just one, my dear, just one. Oh, you wouldn't dare. We, we could both stay with you. I marry one, the other die. Mr. Lesson. My family, they've got money. Lots of money. Now, just a moment, my dear, just a moment. Money to me? Well... And what will I do with it? Oh, no, one of you must die, and this is quite as good a time as any other. No, no. You look so amusing. Backs against the wall. Skin on your faces, tight with fright. So white, so fresh and young. And yet, believe me, there's nothing to be afraid of. Wouldn't kill me. I, I don't want to die. Oh, it isn't a matter of want, my dear. It's a matter of judicious selection, like nature itself. You see, sitting out here, I've had a chance to watch nature and understand her. She's very gentle, just like I am. And yet she's quite a realist. Two rabbits run before the fox, one to the right, one to the left. The fox follows one and kills. But which one? It's all a matter of chance. With gentle nature herself to choose it. And I shall choose between you two. Oh, die, I tell you, not me. Don't look at me. It's chance, my dears. Yes, all is chance. Your being there and my being here. All things in heaven and on earth. Chance. Chance. All is chance. And so you'll die by chance. I won't die. I won't die, mister. Please. Please. Let me out of here. But, my dears, why be afraid? The one that lives, my bride, a calm and peaceful, happy existence. For as you know, I'm really a very gentle man. You devil, you. I'll go to my homeland, and there I'll sit and play my violin. Oh, so sweetly and so gently. I want to live. I've got to live. And the one that dies, quick, sudden, complete oblivion. So why be afraid? Mr. Boyd, Mr. Listen, I'll marry you. Sure, sure, I don't want to die. You hear me, Mr. Boyd, I'll marry you. Oh, marry no. You. Then you'll kill me. Boyd, please. Will you I'll marry you, Mr. I'll marry you. Stop. Marry me. Stop. Stop. Now you're making me angry. I don't like loud talking. It isn't good for me. I've been alone too long. Loud talking hurts my head. Why did you do it? Why? <laughs> You see what you did? You made me raise my voice, and that isn't good for me. Oh, no, it isn't. Now, where was I? Oh, yes, 
flattered as I am by your eagerness to marry me, most regretfully I must refuse. Chance must pick my bride and the bride of death. Here, see, a coin. One chooses heads and one chooses tails. We'll let chance be the chooser. No. Quickly, choose. Please don't make me angry. Choose. You little one first. Uh, Will I... you choose... Tails. And that leaves heads for you, eh, Dot, my little friend? Heads. Chance, chance, all is chance. Shall one of you flip up a coin? No, no, I think I will myself. High in the air. There. That does it. Land flat in the palm of my hand. Heads or tails? My bride or the bride of death? Oh, Laura. No, 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 don't touch her. Let her lie there. Poor little child. Couldn't stand the strain of waiting, now could she? How unfortunate. Is it head? Oh, we must have patience. I'll hold the coin here, flat inside my hand, until your friend recovers. If she lost, it wouldn't be fair to kill her while she's unconscious now, would it? Is it heads? There's no doubt about it, Jim. They're drowned, the both of them. Ah, I should have had more sense than to let them have the boat. A couple of city kids like that. Now, Jim, don't blame yourself. This water's treacherous. Look where the bottom of the canoe stove in. They must have hit a rock and gone right over. Yeah, neither one of them could swim. They told me that. Ah, oh, this is an awful thing to happen. Hey, you wire the sheriff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will as soon as we get back. Come on, let's keep on going downstream. We've got to find them. Yeah, that's right. Hey, what's that? What? Did you hear it? Oh, that. You mean that fiddle playing? Oh, I know. That's old man Boyd. Lives a couple of miles up through the valley. At least I think he does. I've never been up there, though. Hey, the wind makes it sound as if that fiddle's right here. Yeah. Well, how about going up and talking to him? Maybe he saw him. No, no, no. He's way off in the woods. He wouldn't see him. Well, anyway, let's talk to him. I tell you, it's no use, Fred. They're drowned, and that's the end of it. Downstream, that's where we'll find their bodies. At least let's go talk to him. Why waste the time? Well, they might have wandered off. Oh, don't be a fool. Look at the canoe. Well, at least let's go talk to the guy. It's a couple of miles over there. I'll tell you what, we'll flip for it. Huh? Heads, we'll go up there. Tails, we'll go downstream. Uh, okay, okay. You got a coin? Yeah. Yeah, here. Here, you flip. Okay. There. What is it? Ha-ha. <laughs> Tails. <laughs> well, we save a two-mile walk. You've got to tell me, is it head? Patience, patience, my dear daughter. You must have patience. Oh, oh Laura's waking up. Yes, yes, open your eyes, Laura. What? You fainted. Yes, my dear, you fainted. Help her to her feet, Dottie. Help her to her feet. Come on, Laura. Oh. Now then, we're all together again once more now, aren't we? You're feeling quite well, aren't you, my dear? What? What? That was Chance's verdict? Oh, don't worry. It's all quite well. I... I live? Oh, no, the coin is still inside my hand. I waited for you. Oh. I knew you'd like it better that way. Stop torturing me. Tell me, is it him? Is it Alice, please tell us. You've made me quite angry. I told you not to shout at me. Very angry. Yes, indeed. Mister, tell us. All right, all right. My fingers cramped a little bit from holding them closed so tightly. But now we'll see. Well, interesting indeed. Which one is it? Which one? Remember, I promised one of you the happiness of being my own dear bride. Yes. Which one? And remember, I promised the other one would have extinction, quick and sudden. Oh, which one? No. Let me ask, which one of you chose tail? I did. Then die. <laughs> oh, no need for tears for her, my dear. She died quite gently. No, no, enough of tears. But since she's dead, it's you who will be my bride. No, no, I won't. I won't. There is no choice. Chance was the chooser and you the women. I'm a man who always goes by chance. Now get up to your feet. This one is death's bride. You make it all quite difficult, you do. Why do you persist in making me angry? Chance, chance, all is chance. You'll be my bride. 
We'll be quite happy in my homeland when we get there. We'll pack, get to the seashore. No. First, I'll play for you. I play so well now, don't I? Softly, softly. Doesn't the music creep inside of you like long, thin snakes? Oh, what a lonely man I was. Strange thoughts twisting in my head and no one to tell them to. But now I have someone. My thoughts, your thoughts. Yes, yes, your thoughts. And I'll watch the snakes twist in your brain. too, when there's no reason. The marriage will be quite legal on shipboard. Shipboard, yes, shipboard. I told you, Mr. Curry, the rendezvous. I've been waiting for months. If we miss this, there'll be no more, and I must get back. And that reminds me there's something I must tell you. Yes, tell you, because I try to be a fair and gentle man. Come, over by the fire. Come, I say. There. Just light enough. Now come into my arms. No. Into my arms, I tell you. There. Close to me. My little bride-to-be. Yes, I shall tell you everything. I suppose you wonder why a man of all my talents and education hides away in this forsaken place for all these months. Well, you shall know the reason. Look at me. Look. Closely. You see, my dear, I had a little accident. I haven't got a face. Hey, Fred. Yeah? There's something I want to tell you. Yeah, I know, I know. Shouldn't let him have that canoe. No, 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 it ain't that fella. It's the coin we flipped a little while ago. Well? I gypped you, Fred. How? Well, it wasn't tails, it was heads. You won. It's been kind of bothering me, Fred. Come on. Let's go back upstream and talk to old man Boyd, the way you said, huh? Oh, Mr. Ober. All right. I want to say something very quickly to the radio audience. Ladies and gentlemen, believe me, the story you just heard was just a story intended purely for amazement and amusement. The young ladies were purely fictional characters, and the villain existed only for the brief space of the 29 minutes during which you listened to the play. So stop breathing hard, permit your blood pressure to follow its normal, healthy rate, and as soon as Frank Martin tells you about a certain matter, I'll be back to tell you about the fast one. Friends, don't forget now, if more vitamin B and iron is all you need to help build yourself up, then try ironized yeast tablets. Remember, if they don't quickly help you to eat better, feel more like your old-time peppy, happy self. Yes, and if you're not convinced that ironized yeast tablets can help you gain the pounds you need to look better and feel better, the cost of the first package will be refunded to you in full by the Ironized Yeast Company, Box IY, Rawway, New Jersey. Ask for ironized yeast tablets by their full name and make sure you get what you ask for. Ironized yeast. Now, what about next week, Mr. Obler? Well, it's a mystery story. An amazing series of crimes and hit-and-run accidents which take place in different parts of a certain city, miles apart at the same moment. No one sees the autos strike the victims. No one sees the criminals. There are no clues. And yet the dead litter the streets. But that story is next week. Lights Out will come to you again next Tuesday at this same time. Be sure to listen to Arch Obler's weird story of The Fast One. And if you need more vitamin B and iron, be sure to try Ironized Yeast. The one and only Ironized Yeast. With the big letters IY on the package and on each tablet. It is later than you... Did you get new clothes for Christmas? 
Well, there's a shortage of many clothing materials today, so take good care of those new clothes and call on Energine Cleaning Fluid to help you do it. Energine removes grease spots from your clothes, grease spots that may be harmful because they make your clothes look worn and run down and because they're the favorite feeding place of moths all year round. Energine will get rid of those grease spots in a jiffy, easily, neatly, efficiently. To get better wear from your clothes, get Energine Cleaning Fluid tomorrow. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System. Well, that's our show for tonight. I hope you all enjoyed the radio selections this evening. And remember, you can follow me on Facebook at facebook.com slash terror1970. Or you can follow me on Instagram at Radio Show Nerd. Or on Twitter at Radio Show Nerd 1. This is Keith, a.k.a. The Radio Show Nerd, signing off, and I will see you all next week.